Welcome to another mini-sode of Our Taste is Trash. I'm Josh. And I'm Jade. And uh, Jade, we are doing another mini-sode because I'm still traveling in uh, Ireland currently at the minute. Yeah. So uh, here enjoying a nice pint of Guinness. Well, not at the moment. I've had too many pints of Guinness. I'm just drinking <laughs> good old-fashioned Irish water, I guess. Or as I've learned, uh, it's actually Irish water is Ishka Aaron in Irish. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Look at that. you wouldn't know that from the way it's spelled. But anyway, something I learned <laughs> in my travels here is uh, one or two words of Irish. But Jade, today, this fits in hmm. because I'm getting towards the end of traveling. And like, I feel like when you are in another place or just getting used to a new place, like everything just feels out of place, like out of whack. I can't say words today, but you know, you just, you're like tired, mm-hmm. you like things are happening they don't make sense you're just like what day is it you're not working kind of a thing and this was a suggestion you came up with a few weeks back we talked about fever dream films yes and i think what we decided or at least what it means for me jade i'll I'll let you Mm -hmm. kind of give your own but it's kind of movies that either a you discuss with people or, or they've left an impression on you and you try to have a discussion about them with people and they look at you like you are an insane person like this. They've never heard of this movie. <laughs> they couldn't imagine a movie like it ever existing. And the matter of fact that yeah. you brought it up makes you certifiably insane. Yes. Uh, or they're to me movies that like had a scarring impact on me that I realized and I talked about these scarring like there are movies I have on my list here Jane that like I couldn't tell you how the movie ends but I remember the few scenes in this movie where I went why the fuck was I watching this as a child it doesn't make any sense like this was a g-rated film and this was off the walls bogger still affects me as an adult to this day oh yeah no I have quite a few on my list like that as well where again like I'm in the same boat of like some of these I tried to explain the plot to someone and I sound like an insane person or they basically were films that just like completely are so bonkers, bizarre and weird. And somehow I watched as a child when no child should have ever watched these movies. <laughs> well, Jade, let's, let's dive right in to give you folks an idea of what we're talking about. Maybe they've heard of some of these films. Maybe they haven't. But what's first on your list of fever dream films? So I'm just going to like right out the gate, do the one that I talk about probably all the time, which is Suzy Q. This movie was made in 1996. It was a Disney Channel original movie, and it seems to have been wiped from the face of the earth. Um, Classic Disney. And I'm not even, yeah. Dude, when Disney hates something, I say that, you'll never see it again. It goes in exist. the vault and doesn't exist to them. No. And when I say that, like, I'm so serious, like- it, this was a Disney Channel original movie, and pretty much all DCOMs now have been put on Disney+. Plus. This movie, never been on Disney+. Plus. They never, like, rerun it, at least not since 1996. Um, and it's not even on any streaming services. It's never been on streaming services. And I looked it up. You can't even purchase the movie, not on DVD, not digitally. The only way to watch it, I believe, is on YouTube from people oh. who have, like, illegally – put it there and it seems like disney tends to strike it down so it's like kind of a hit or miss of whether or not you're gonna find it on youtube but um 
what this movie is about is about a boy who lost his father and he moves into a, this new house and he befriends the ghost of a young girl who's hunting the house. She died in the 1950s on like prom night from a car crash. And it's like kind of a rom-com. And at the same time, I think it's like he is like learning things about himself and like comes into his own. But what I think I recall the most is like, and the thing that maybe Josh says is why it was banned. Because I know... <laughs> I know the car crash scene is kind of graphic, but I think there's either the ghost was to... racist, right? The ghost no, was racist. I think he tries to kill himself with a gun, oh. and I think that's oh, why. No, no, for Disney, yeah, yeah, and I think that's why it like isn't put anywhere. If, if I'm remembering correctly, because again, guys, this is a fucking fever dream film. Like when I bring it up, people are like. What are you talking about? Like Susie Q it, with um fucking the Pink Power Ranger, Amy Jo Johnson. So I remember hearing about Susie Q, but I don't. I think it's ninety six. Like I mean, I would have been like ten or eleven. So like, I don't think I ever really watched it. But like, I knew of it. Like so, I but I don't remember any of those scenes because I don't know that I ever actually watched this film. Yeah, no, and it's it's wild to me because I. I don't know why, like, I, this is in my head so much. I just loved it. And honestly, like, it's just bizarre to me that it just doesn't really exist anymore. Um, but it's kind of, it is a kind of a wild plot because if you think about it, it's like you're befriending, you're like befriending this dead ghost who kind of died tragically as a teenager. But like, but like everything in the 90s was ghosts, right? Like, we had Casper, yes. feature length film. Like, I feel like every other film well, that was had like- a ghost in it. Disney had that whole entire TV show, So Weird, where literally that, like, basically a girl and her brother and, like, their friend lived on a tour, her mom's tour bus, who was, like, in a band. And then as they would go to, like, each place, they would find a fucking haunted place and she would see a ghost oh, and, like, yeah. talk to them. Do you, do you remember, remember that? Ghost, do you remember Ghost Rider? Yes. Ghost Rider. Yeah. Um, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, Tales <sighs> from the Crypt. Like, everything had, everything was ghosts in the 90s. Yeah, Ghostbusters. Well, that was eighties, but eighties, well, but it kind of and then into nineties. You, you had cartoons in the nineties, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it was. We yeah. do. Speaking of ghosts, I think there's a ghost in this movie. My first one, and and I put oh. this first because I thought that it's one that I feel like you fall into two camps. You either watch this as a kid, or you never knew this movie existed. <laughs> and that movie is The Page Master, nineteen ninety four, <gasps> Macaulay Culkin. Oh my god obsessed with this movie i watched this movie at least 15 times like yeah. and that might be that's not over exaggerating like i might have watched it 30 like i watched this movie a lot i think we either Same. rented this a lot as a kid or we had the vhs at one point like mm-hmm. this movie was just i don't know i don't know why it was so good so it, it was i like to read as a kid so i think that's why i identified with like macaulay culkin in this but same Essentially, for those of you who don't know what it is, I'm just, I'm not even going to look at the IMDb description. I'm going to try to like off of memory give you my childhood impression of this film. This kid runs into a library during a storm, and for whatever reason, I don't know if he gets hit by lightning or if like some weird thing happens to him, but like he gets transported into this cartoon world that is mm-hmm. the literary world of books, and he hits like three fairy godmother which are not fairy godmother they're they're books that take him on different adventures one is like fantasy like one's a literal fairy and is like a fantasy one's more of an adventure book and then what's the other one horror 
It's like Quasimodo. Yes, yeah. It's like yeah. a horror book. And he goes and on all like, these adventures yeah. to like, I forget what he was saving. Was he saving like literature or was he saving like them? I think it's, yeah, I think it's like the world. I think it was like the books were being like destroyed or eaten up or lost or something. And then uh, I don't know. It's like he has to fight that dragon and he becomes like the, the page, page master. Like a, yeah. Yeah, and Christopher Lloyd's in it for some reason. Like I don't really remember, <laughs> but he's there because he Wait, was in he everything the in the nineties. Oh, he was, but then, but then he's also in. I think he's also the wizard also, too, right? Yeah, he's like the or wizard no. or something. In yeah, he's, he's a character in the literary world as well. Yeah, then he like comes okay. out of it afterwards, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I did it," and he wasn't sure if it really happened or not, like kind of a thing. But it's it's great. Like as a kid, I remember loving it. I probably still love it as an adult. Apparently, you can find this movie. You can rent it currently on Amazon. But Jade, I'm surprised that this is not on Disney Plus because Same. although people would think because it's an animated film in the 90s that it was probably a Disney, um, this film was actually, I think it was a, a combination. It was like Hanna-Barbera, um, Turner, and I think it was released by 20th Century Fox. And mm. so it leads me to believe that if it was the 20th, 20th Century Fox review or or, mm -hmm. or owned by 20th Century Fox that right. Disney would now own those rights. So maybe Maybe it had something but... to do with some old contracts with Hanna-Barbera and Time Warner. Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, oh, but well, yeah, speaking of... Yeah. Oh, go sorry. On. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was done. <laughs> I was going to transition. Um, no, but kind of speaking of like humans and cartoon worlds, um, the next movie on my list is Cool World from 1992. This stars Brad Pitt and oh I believe... God. Is it Kim Basinger? Yes. As well as like Gabriel Byrne. Um, this movie is so fucking weird. So think of like um what like what is it? Don't uh, who framed Roger Rabbit, right? Yes, yes. So it's like kind of along those lines. Basically, um Brad Pitt plays this guy, Frank Harris, who when he was in prison created this like animated universe called cool world and as like a way of like escapism until one day he actually escapes into cool world so he's a human living amongst the cartoons and he becomes a detective but there's one like rule in cruel world and that's that you like humans and cartoons cannot have sex um but kim basinger she i think her name is like Ho yeah holly she like falls in love with brad pitt and so when he leaves cool world to go back to like the human world she follows him and becomes a human herself um and i don't know it's 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 i could be wrong on some of this too because again it was like this is such a fucking weird movie and this is like a weird one that also i feel like no one's really seen i think right now it's available to rent on amazon prime um but i just remember like when I would talk to people about this, everyone's like, oh, it's always Who Framed Roger Rabbit? And I'm like, no, this is not it. It's dirtier. And it's weird because it's like this cartoon and human who like can't be together. <laughs> See, this is a movie too. Like I would almost think you were insane. I, I think the only reason I know of this film is because I think one of my film bros, like literally from school would talk about this film. And we always talked about renting it. And I just, we never did, but I'm going to add this to my list because yes. it, I, it, it is something that I've heard of, but I've never, ever seen it. Also just honorable mention, shout out to the tagline because Kim Basinger's character is called Holly Wood. And uh, the tagline is Hollywood if she could. <laughs> <laughs> and she will <laughs> amazing uh, 
Here's one that another childhood favorite of mine that I watched over and over again. I think we actually didn't own this on VHS, but we had a VHS copy that I think someone dubbed off of a TV version. So I probably <sighs> have never seen the complete actual movie of this because, you know, they cut out parts. I've only seen it with because we would like fast forward through the commercials and everything. Mm-hmm. Ready for this, Jade? It's Batteries Not Included. Have you heard of this film? Oh my God. Have you seen this? Yes, I have. Talk about a fucking fever dream film. I mean. So, so Jade, I'm, I'm going to try to describe this to you. Okay. Because it, I, I was trying to my head to think about this. And if you've never heard this movie, it sounds insane. So like <laughs> at its core, right? We'll start, start with what makes sense. It's an old couple with a bunch of other tenants who are trying to resist land developers in New York City. So they have this old building. There's maybe yeah. 15 tenants that live in it. They don't want to move, but there's a developer who's trying to push them out through various means, some of them being arson, but trying to push them out. So that that, that just sounds like a movie plot in and of its own right there. Like, sure, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. wealthy people trying to push out poor people. But here's where it gets crazy. So there's at a certain point in the movie, uh, for lack of a better term, these machines that are ranging from the size of your fists to like, I don't know, like a, a very large Frisbee uh mm-hmm. come down into this apartment building kind of set up a little nest and befriend this old couple who's resisting the land developers how mm-hmm. this all yes. ties together it does somehow doesn't make sense but these machines end up like helping the old couple like revive their <laughs> cafe that they've had since like i don't know post-world war ii uh, end up helping the other tenants of the building with various things. Oh, and then, Jade, the craziest part, mm-hmm. the machines actually end up having sex and having babies in the building. So now there's baby machines flying around after. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then actually the machines mm-hmm. at one point fight the land developer, like bad guy who is trying to burn down the building. Yes. Oh, oh, and then at another point, all the because the 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 I guess male machine, the the dad machine gets injured in that fight, all the tenants mm. come together and try to repair him. Yes, and, that is a and, normal and, and movie. reunite reunite the family. Yeah. <laughs> that is what happens in this in this okay, movie. Josh, even okay, even though I've seen this movie, you explaining that plot, if, I'd still like I like, like how don't even remember. Green, how did half this get greenlit? How did how did this get greenlit? Oh, I've watched it. I've watched this movie 30 times. Like not even a joke. Oh. Like I've seen this movie like 30. I could I could recite most of the lines in this film. Like it's That's actually it's, insane to me. I've only seen yeah. it the one time and I do I just remember little snippets of it and I don't think I've ever recalled the plot. And so you just saying the plot to me, I was like, that's what that movie was about. I don't know what, like Jessica Tandy, I think people forget because I don't know, she's dead now, but like, she's an amazing actress and she was even a thousand years old in this in like 1986. I remember her at one point because she plays this crazy lady who's like losing her mind. Like she has dementia, like early onset dementia in this, in the movie, like Mm -hmm. her character does. And she's like, they're like reading the paper one time and she's like turns to her husband and she's like, or what Eisenhower's doing these days? <laughs> Just like, what? like, 
from the 40s, like 40 years Trash, ago. Do you think that was in the script or do you think she just improv? Oh, that? I think she just improv that. It just I still makes so me too. it still makes me laugh. She's just like, what do you think Eisenhower's doing these days? I'm like, he's 86, he's probably fucking dead. Dead. Like, yeah. <laughs> Love. Well. But yeah, but people I, I I've tried like there again, that movie is two camps. There's the, the minority that have seen it and everyone else thinks mm -hmm. you're fucking insane. Yeah. I get that. Well, yeah. speaking of, um, you know, weird aliens, um, <laughs> my next movie is Mac and Me oh, from yes. 1988. Paul um, Rudd, right? I mean, oh, well, we got to talk. Yeah, I can't talk about Mac and Me without talking about Paul Rudd and Conan yes. O'Brien. So really quick, Mac and Me is um, about an alien who tries to escape from NASA and is befriended by a boy in a wheelchair. And they kind of go on this grand adventure to, like, help him escape as like NASA chases him down. Um, it has Christine Ebersole in it, Jonathan Ward. Um, and really, I don't know anyone else in this movie, but <laughs> the, the, okay. The thing about this movie that makes it so crazy is because number one, when you think of like little boy meets alien trying to escape people, you think ET. So Mac and me is just kind of like a blatant ripoff yes. of ET, but way worse budget less culturally it's, it's very culturally insensitive um and also the puppet that is mac is so fucking wild like you know it's low budget but jesus fucking christ like it's bad and the best thing is is <laughs> there's this particular scene for mac and me where they're being chased and the little boy in the wheelchair just goes fucking flying off of like a cliff or the side of a hill or something and he's just like sticks to the wheelchair the entire time like does he's just in the wheelchair like gravity would dictate that he would fall out of the wheelchair but terrible special effects he's not and then mac just like pops up out of the fucking woods and is like whoa and like turns directly to camera like oh that was crazy guys right so Paul Rudd does this thing where every time he's on Conan O'Brien's show promoting a movie, like Conan's like, oh, and, and you know, you've got a clip from the movie to show us today. And he's like, yeah, you know, I brought it. And every single time it's that fucking clip from Mac and me. And it's so good it. because Paul Rudd trolls him so hard. There's like even times when like Paul Rudd will actually show like three seconds of his actual movie clip just to throw Conan off and then it'll be Mac and me again. And I'm like, this is the best running joke. <laughs> ever i i wanted to do it until the day one of them dies i feel like that and the matt damon hating matt damon thing are two of the best running gags like in late in night tv incredible yeah incredible like this is the stuff that's like you you just build for like decades and you just yeah. keep it like but yeah no not gonna be so bizarre. also i don't know i think it's the name for whatever reason i in my brain associated mac and me like with mcdonald's and i think it's because of mac tonight that and that was like the jazzy moon face guy that turned into like a nazi symbol do you know what i'm talking about i don't know if i do i, I think i lost it there maybe this is another fucking fever, fever dream, dream. This is, this because is no like so there used to be a promo from mcdonald's called mac tonight and they had this character who was like in this like suit and he had a little like crescent moon head he wore sunglasses <gasps> and he would like I think you played piano. Yes. Yes. Wasn't it like, based on like Stevie Wonder? Wasn't it actually Stevie Wonder, the voice? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think so. And like, I I don't know. Like, I still for, know what you're talking about now. Yeah. There for was whatever a reason. There was like merchandise with the moon on it, right? There was like. Yes, because yeah. McDonald's is like the era of McDonald's characters. It's yes. like Hamburglar and Grimace and all this bullshit. So they introduced Mac tonight. 
and to introduce the Big Mac. And then like, it became, I don't know, like, I guess like Nazis like co-opted the character and now it's like associated with white supremacists. Like, yeah. Fucking weird. Uh, Always. Nazis ruin the party again. But but for whatever reason, I always thought Mac and Me was also a spinoff. I was like, did McDonald's like try to make a movie? And (laughs) that's like, that's lore for me now. That's just what it is in my brain. Crazy. Well, Jade, you ready for this next one? Mm Mm-hmm. Babes in Toyland, starring oh. Drew Barrymore and Keanu Reeves, and my favorite, my favorite in this, which is why I think I've watched it so many times as a kid, is Pat Morita. I can't say Morita as mm. Santa Claus or as the toy maker or toy master in this. Who, as you we all know, is Mr. Miyagi from the original yes. Karate Kid, oh. uh, which is wild because he was just in this. And like, what was weird is not weird. I shouldn't say it, just me being racist, but what was odd is, you know, in The Karate Kid, which is his most obvious, like, pivotal role, the role we all know him for, he used that very, how do you say this, like, accented English with, like, Japanese in it, and in the the Babes in Toyland movie, he sounds like every guy from California. Like he's just like, hey, yes. how's it going? Because and I'm like, like his, that's his normal accent, and you're and so I'm like, thrown off. You? I'm like, who are because, you? Like, like if you're a 90s kid, like yeah. he is Mr. Miyagi, you know him as nothing else. And so that accent that he does for it, it, karate it blew kid. my mind. It, it blew my mind. Like yeah. to this day, like hearing him talk, I'm like, who, who is this person? This is not Mr. Miyagi. Honestly, what's even more wild is when you mentioned that Drew Barrymore and Keanu Reeves were in Babes in Toyland, like that completely was like not in my brain. Like I remember Jay. Babes in Toyland, but like, I don't know why I do not recall that they they were the actors. No, not at all. Like, thank you, Jade, because I was looking this up as as we were talking about things, and like Babes in Thailand popped in my head because I mean, it's such a weird movie. Like, do you remember the Cincinnati song? Like, yes. I still hum that. The C I N C I N Cincinnati, the greatest. But it, like, that, that song's so fucking nuts and, and like out of left field. But like, okay, but that movie is like also like low key kind of haunting, right? It's creepy. Like it was creepy. Yeah. yeah a little it's, creepy. It's, 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 it gets like really dark. I, I'm trying to remember exactly where it gets dark, but like, isn't she like kidnapped or like they, they threatened to kill Drew Barrymore or something yes. like that? Like, something like those kids are like an actual danger, like for that movie. Yeah. No, th- this is a weird one too that my mom actually really loved and she would play all the time for us. Yeah. Yeah, all that, which is I don't even know where this movie really came up because it was I was trying to figure out why so many people when I talk about this movie don't remember it and apparently it was a made for TV movie in the eighties in eighty six it was on NBC and I guess maybe there was a couple of like VHS releases but there really wasn't a wide release of this film it was a made for TV movie. Yeah. That, that is wild that it was a made-for-TV movie. I wonder if that's where we first saw it. Or... Maybe it was like a Christmas special or something like that. I feel like, like it probably what... – Yeah. Josh, I think it was. I think it's like all coming back to me now. And I think it's because – and you know what I think too, and We would have like seen the people... re-air. We would have, we would have saw it because it, this came out in 86. Yeah. We oh, would yeah, have yeah, seen yeah. like the re-air on like, on like TNT or something like that. Yeah, like TV land or God knows yeah. what. But like yeah. you know what I think it is too? And I think maybe this is where like confusion came in for some people is like, do you remember the lost the Island of Lost Toys or whatever, the little yes. puppet one? And I feel like people thought Babes in Toyland was that movie and then it watched is- it and was like, the fuck did I just watch? A hundred percent. But you're right. Before I look this up, when when they said Keanu Reeves was in this, I was like, 
this must be a different movie because he wasn't in the one I watched. And then I'm like, yeah. holy shit, that is him. No. And for some reason as a kid, I knew who Keanu Reeves was, but to me that wasn't him. Same thing with Drew it, Barrymore. Yeah, like you don't like, connect like yeah. the, the two. No, mm-hmm. it's fucking weird. Yeah. Um, I'm going to rewatch it again and I'm going to be, I'm going to, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. But yeah, that movie is another one I talk to people about and they're like, what, who, what is that? What the fuck are you I feel about? like it's a very niche audience that knows Babes in Toyland. Like, Agreed. Truly. Uh, also, real quick before I go into my next movie, I did look it up. Mac and Me was created by McDonald's. It was their first and only ever feature film. What? That explains so much. Yeah. And I, and they did film a ton of like their shots in McDonald's or eating and drinking like <laughs> from McDonald's. So, I wasn't wrong in that, and that also wasn't a fever dream for me. That was real. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, okay, my next one, also speaking of uh, creepy situations with children, is um, Holy Matrimony. So this movie is from 1994, and this stars a very young Joseph Gordon-Levitt and uh, kind of older uh, Patricia Arquette, as well as Tate Donovan um, and Courtney V. Vance. So... This is a really fucking weird plot that would never get past today, but it's about like a young uh, Hooterite boy who like Hooterite is like uh, similar to like kind of Amish and like that type of lifestyle. He must marry his late brother's wife who comes from outside the community. So like he's like literally like 12 years old and Patricia Arquette is like in her early 20s. And I think it was a thing of like, his brother had like left the community kind of the way that like the Amish go in Rumspring and determine if they want to stay in the Amish community. And he went and married like Patricia Arquette, who's like, she wears like racy skimpy clothes and she's a little bit wild. And I think like he dies and she like comes back either for like a funeral or something. I guess there's some sort of tradition in the family that like she's supposed to marry the next of kin. And that's the, the brother. Anyways, it's fucking weird. And it's creepy because they try to play up this like romance between Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Patricia Arquette. And I think they kiss at one point. And actually, no, they do because they have interviewed Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Patricia Arquette talking about the kiss. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt's even been asked about it later in life. And he was he's kind of like, yeah, like it was really weird. Like that was like my first kiss and I was 12. What was it about the 90s and having older women make out with like middle school or under – because remember blank check? I, I'm sorry. I think about blank check all the time. Because that was because a was totally like a 30, acceptable movie. It was, it was like a 30 year old woman kiss that child on the mouth with romantically. 30 year old woman. Like, I mean, I guess she was played off as mid 20s, but still, it was like mid 20s. And that kid was supposed to be what, 11? Yes. He was probably 13 like, in real life or something dude, like that. I forget. Yeah. That, no, but it, the, that was a thing in the movie. In, but. I could probably if, if I had well, time, about, I could probably I could probably think of four or five more instances well, in Hollywood. Kirsten Dunn and Brad Pitt. Absolutely. Yep. Interview with the vampire. Yep. Hello. She also talks about that too. There was like actually there was an interview of her um that was on TikTok recently from that time when she is like 12. And this reporter, fucking creepazoid, is like, oh, so what was it like to get to kiss Brad Pitt? Didn't you have this big crush on him? She was like, um, well, it was like kind of weird because he's in his 30s. And like I'm not realizing like, that a fucking 11 year old yeah. would think that a 30 year old is gross. I'm like, yeah. And she's like, also like, again, it's fucking weird. Why was it like, okay in the nineties? Like that was like a purely nineties phenomenon where we were just like, yeah, that's fine. And everybody was just like, yeah, it's fine. 
yeah, this is totally normal. I don't know. Fucking weird. But, oh, I think the whole reason, too, that Patricia Arquette's character agrees to it is because I think she finds out that there's, like, some sort of, like, hidden money or something yeah. from, like, her dead husband. So she's, like, staying and keeping up the ruse to, like, try to get this money or whatever. But either way, it's so weird. Um, it's very bizarre. Also, just, like, a really poor portrayal of, like, uh kind of that like community like i don't know much about hooterite but i it sounds like mennonite to me um yeah but i think mennonites just... are the ones that like actually use electricity i think the amish are the ones that don't i don't know really where the hoodrite fit into that same um i don't even know if it's a real community i think it is sorry yeah i think it actually oh is. my god also i just love this review where it says it was billed as a sexy comedy i don't know where they got sexy <laughs> And so. it's so true because why we're talking about a child. Anyways, there's like they they try to play it up as cute and like, oh, isn't it so funny? This older woman has to try to make it work with this child. And it's so weird. And I'm like, Creepy. gross. That yeah. was almost like a, uh, there was this one movie where this um it was with this French actor where like this young girl goes on like a cruise and she's like has a crush on this like older kid older boy and then he thinks that she's because she's trying to say that she's like older so she says that she's dating her father so then like you know what i'm talking about and then like they have to pretend like and in the end he's like yeah and he's like oh i'll help you and he like pretends to also be dating his daughter and then meanwhile when they find out that that's her father like everyone on the cruise is like that's fucked up and weird are you fucking your daughter yes what movie was that (laughs) i know exactly what you're talking about i I had totally blocked that movie from my Talk memory. about another fucking fever yes, dream that, film. That is a fever dream. I, we're going to get to the bottom of that because I remember that movie. Yeah, I'll, and like, I'll have to figure all, out what it is. We all accepted it at the time, and that is not It's like normal, and it's no. not normal. No. Oh, my God. Well, speaking of not normal, this is a movie that was never normal, and this is definitely <laughs> a movie I've talked to people about, and they refute its existence. And that is – this is actually available on Disney+. Plus. So if you want to go see it, it's I looked I confirmed mm. it is available. Return to Oz. Oh my god, that's a fucking weird movie. This movie is a complete fever dream from beginning to end. I mean, instead of being in Home Sweet Home in Kansas, we find Dorothy in a fucking psychiatric ward. And that is already a creepy place. And then she gets Uh, transported in a lightning storm to fucking... Oz that is not the same Oz as when she fucking left and no. even even the goddamn people that she picks up along the way like TikTok are all these creepy <laughs> fucking machines and like weird fucking shit the the monkeys instead of wings have fucking wheels on them the it's so the, distorted the witch that we find is oh she has a instead of a dog she has a fucking chicken instead her name like remember her name was like marjorie or lucy or some fucking bullshit like that i don't know this movie scared me honestly oh my god so the scariest part the part that did it for me was instead of the wicked witch of the west we have maybe it wasn't witch of the west i don't know we have a witch but instead Mm -hmm. of like having flying weird monkeys and stuff she has the rollerblade wheeled monkeys but she also can change her face and what i mean by that she literally has a hall full of fucking heads that she changes and at one point, I just remember, Gross. like, Dorothy walks in and they're all screaming at her. Still fucking petrifies me to this day. Like, that yes. scene is terrifying. 
No, and it's so weird. And the problem with that movie too is because mm. from an outside view, you think, oh, this is like a remake or another version of like Wizard of the Oz or Wizard of Oz. So like kids would love this or it's good for kids. And no, it's fucking not. And I think that's how I, of course, ended up watching it is because my parents never paid attention to literally anything I watched or half the time were also yep. just being like, See, yeah, let's watch okay, this. Mine were the opposite. They they definitely had an opinion, but they never watched this fucking movie. And they did the same thing. Just what you said. They yes. Oz. Fine. Yeah, that's it's fine. for kids. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, that one, uh, that movie is 100% a fever dream because I've also talked about it to people and they keep looking and they're like, oh, do you mean like the Wiz? And I'm like, no, it's not the fucking no, Wiz. Like, the Wiz. this is darker it's not, and creepier. It's not like, the Wizard of Oz and it's not the Wiz. Not the Wiz. It's, no. no. Yeah. No, Return to Oz is spooky. I, okay, so I, I looked it up. The movie about the French man. And his daughter on vacation in the Bahamas is called My Father the Hero. And it's Gerard Depardieu and Catherine Heigl, who plays the daughter. Holy shit, it was Catherine Heigl. I know, right? Before before she was Catherine Heigl. Before we this knew was who like, she was. Kind of right before like Wish Upon a Star. Yeah. She was just like Holy a Disney fuck. movie she did. That was a fucked up that that movie was fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Um so <laughs> Into my last movie here. So this is um I'm sorry, another... we haven't had any like same movies. Usually we do, and like I think we just have watched so many crazy fucking movies over the years. I know. I think this is like the this is the perfect showcase of what it means to be a latchkey kid, especially growing <laughs> up in the nineties, because like we were truly like left to our own devices. So we just watched whatever and there was not a lot of supervision with what we watched, and like also because you're basically raised by the television. So like, that's all my parents did was like, we rented movies, like constantly. We were going to the theaters constantly. So they're like, I don't know how to entertain you here. Well, also, it was like, I think when you think about it, especially like we didn't go to the movies a lot, but like we definitely went to the movie store a lot as kids. And it was just because yes. it was affordable. Like, you know what I mean? Well, especially because like, for me, I was a child of divorce. So what do you do? Mm -hmm. Your dad picks you up, you go to the movie store, you pick out three yeah. DVDs, you order a pizza and a two liter. That's your weekend. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? So. Um, this one is one that I actually had a discussion over. Okay. So it's called, it's mafia. Um, it's maybe it 1998 yeah. and the original title is called Jane Austen's mafia, which makes no fucking sense in the context of everything. This stars Jay Moore, Christina Applegate, uh, Billy Burke, Olympia Dukakis, um, and Vincent Pastore. Like it, basically it's supposed to be this like parody of classic italian mob movies but like none of it makes any fucking sense whatsoever and it feels like very sketch comedy it feels like basically a bunch of skits that people just threw together and then tried to make a singular plot out of um but there's <laughs> there's one scene in particular josh that i didn't even know was from this movie and I used to talk about it all the time. And this is the part where people used to make me feel like I was fucking insane. Cause I was like, okay. So all the time, I swear to God, when I go to use olive oil, I literally always think about this scene from mafia where there's this man who is like working in this vineyard or whatever. And he's literally hand squeezing singular <laughs> olives to get olive juice into a jar and that's like how he's making olive juice <laughs> and for for 
payment for his day, the guy who owns the venue or whatever comes up to him and he's like, here you go. And he holds up a penny and then he cuts the penny in half and then he hands him half of a penny. And that has stuck with me for so fucking long, Josh, that every time I look at a bottle of olive oil, I'm like, it's hand squeezed by a man who only earned half a penny. Like, <laughs> And when I would tell people that, they're like, I don't. What are you talking about? Yeah, are you fucking intent. making things up? And I'm like, no, I swear to God. And it was so hard for me also to try to like Google that particular thing. So I'm like, scene from movie where a guy squeezes olive, earns half a penny. Google's like, the fuck are you, are you talking, talking about? It's and I, I literally only found it because there was one singular Reddit post where someone had the exact same question as me. <laughs> and there was only one response from one person who managed to figure it out. Thank God for this person. But it was even more confusing because they were like, oh, that was Jane Austen's mafia. And I was like, what the fuck is Jane Austen's mafia? It's mafia. Anyways, this whole movie might as well be a fucking fever dream. Every scene you're like, is this real? What am I watching? Like, it's so, it's one of those like old, it's 1998. So yeah, it's like old school comedies where it's like exaggerated features and things are happening. Like you get hit so hard, like you're flying in the air and like, this guy puts like a watermelon in his mouth and his whole face is stretched into like a watermelon. You know what I mean? Like it's just can't so be. Someone watched, someone watched The Mask and they were inspired. 100%. And yeah. I think actually, is Jay Moore in The Mask? Ooh. He might question. be. Um, but yeah, no. That movie is bizarre to me. I even forgot. I don't even remember what the fucking plot is of that film. It's just that one scene that sticks in my brain. So my last film, Jade, is very similar to this because I couldn't tell you how this movie ended. I don't even, I don't know how this movie starts. I don't really know what the point of this movie is. It's the first movie I thought of when we started talking about the subject, and that is the 1985 film, The Peanut Butter Solution. Oh, my God. So this movie, it I just remember several scenes from this movie that still creep me out to this day for no explicable reason except that it was just an odd <laughs> fucking movie this movie for whatever reason i don't even think it was like cancer or anything i just think this kid essentially this kid starts losing his hair right yeah like he just loses his hair just and it's like a big thing it's a big thing like everyone's freaking out you're kind of creeped out about it somehow or another he meets this weird witch type sorceress person at a fucking weird ass store or like she comes to his house i don't even fucking remember how it happens <laughs> but essentially she's like oh to get your hair back you have to do this ritual or this like this mixture and i'm gonna give yeah. it to you i don't know if he sold his soul for it or did some weird fucking bullshit for it but essentially he has to take like peanut butter and some of these other weird and then like some weird fucking ingredients and it seems so <laughs> creepy because the whole time it's like dark and like he's putting this black slime together and it's fucking yeah. weird and then it's he's just gross. like rubber and then he's like rubbing it on himself and you're like the whole time you're fucking creeped out and then he starts like growing hair, but then like the hair just starts growing faster and faster. And then for some fucking reason, I remember this, he puts it on his dick. He's like, he's like a fucking 12 year old kid. And we're just, again, here we are with minors putting stuff on the genitals. Adult and, thing. And, and like, I remember he had hair growing out and, and for whatever reason, the hair wouldn't stop fucking growing. So they had to like cut it all the time and it became this weird fucking thing. Like, I just remember it. it I don't know what the end was like. I don't know if he like killed someone or if like 
they got the curse off, or if you just had. Oh, I couldn't again. tell you the ending of that movie. But that I movie just, just remember was creeped out. Yeah, I just remember the gross peanut butter solution. I remember him growing way too much hair, way too becoming much hair. basically fucking like cousin it. Yes, and also like never understanding why he went bald in the first place. No, I don't. Couldn't. It was couldn't weird. Tell you. I don't even know why the parents. You know what? Like... Reminds me of is. Do you remember that book, Freckle Juice? No. Where that? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I think it was like. What was it? Did, he made this like concoction, called it freckle juice, and I can't remember if it was to get freckles or to get rid of freckles. Um, but it's like very much along those lines. And that was a book from the '90s, and I just feel like this was a. Oh my god, Josh! Oh my god. Speaking of another fucking weird '90s book that feels like peanut butter solution, is I remember there was this one where this kid ate chocolate so much, and his mom was like you know, you shouldn't eat chocolate. It's like really bad for you. And he's like, oh, like why, why? Like what's the worst going to happen? I think he like wakes up one day and everything that he touches turns to chocolate. And at first he's like really excited because he's like, oh my God, look, I have all this like chocolate. Like I touched my toothbrushes chocolate, but then he fucks up and he touches his mother and she turns to chocolate and she essentially I I dies. I this actually. Yeah. And like before that, he's like. It was like a rip on, like, on like King Midas, right? Yes, and he's like getting sick, like eating chocolate at one point. He's like, "Oh, like it's too sweet. My tummy hurts. My mouth hurts." And his mom's like, "See, I told you, you eat too much chocolate." And then I think he like kisses her on the cheek or something, and she turns to chocolate. And he's like, "Oh my god, it killed my mother." Yeah, this, and this I was, is what, this is our childhood. This is this is why we are the. And I was, <laughs> Josh, <laughs> I was fucking traumatized. Is, sorry, so I was this like, is, "This is we're going to retitle this. It's not Fever Dream Films. This is called Therapy uh, because apparently." <laughs> Oh, why did the 90s fuck us up so hard <laughs> good lord actually you know what i'm gonna meet earl stein so i'm gonna i'll ask him oh you said, please do because he also has yeah. an effect on all of us he he really caused us yeah. all to have to go to therapy i'd be like listen slappy haunts me to this day i still i can't do it i yeah. fucking hate dolls i hate puppets ventriloquists creeps me the fuck out yeah, there's something that I used to do to us. They gave us uh, an irrational fear of the supernatural, like ghosts or dolls. Yes. Uh, also, uh, they made quicksand out to be a bigger thing than it actually is. Absolutely. Where is yeah. the fucking quicksand? Where's the quicksand? Because... And, and even I've seen real quicksand. I've seen it in like uh, like documentaries and things, and it's actually not as big of a deal as they make it out to be. And it's not quick at no. all. It's not. It's very, very fucking slow. So the only thing that makes it difficult is obviously the more you like move, the more you sink. But like really, if you just kind of take your time and slowly like wade through it, you can get out. Yeah. It's usually animals that affects the most because animals freak out and they don't know what to do. But like we're aware of quicksand. So like we know what to do. Well, anyway, for those of you listening still, uh, the <laughs> if you want to uh... – <laughs> You know, maybe go through some of these fever dreams with us as an adult, and you can. Uh, or, you know, if you want to mess up your children as well, feel free to let them watch any of these films. But oh, absolutely, uh, we have uh, just to recap: mine, uh, the Page Master, uh, batteries not included, Babes in Toyland, Return to Oz, and the Peanut Butter Solution. The Peanut Butter Solution is the one I would recommend the most if you want to see what kind of movies can be really fucked up. Yeah, um, and my list again is Susie Q, Mac, and Me. Cool World, Holy Matrimony, and Mafia. And I would highly recommend Suzy Q if you can find it. If not, Cool World. 
Sweet. Well, Jade, yeah. uh, I think we're still debating on our film for next week, but we have a lot to talk about uh, in our next episode because uh, one thing we yeah, and we're running over here on our quote mini-sode, but the yeah. writer strike is over, so I'm sure we'll have some yes. interesting things to talk about. And by that time, even by the time this airs, the SAG strike might be over as well. So it's yeah. exciting to see folks hopefully going back and uh, creating movies and TV again. Yeah. And we also I have know. to talk about an update on Drew Barrymore because uh, we haven't really talked about that, Jade, since we've been traveling for a oh, couple God. weeks. Oh, I've got a lot to say about that. A lot to say. So but, much going uh, on. Anyway, well, uh, thanks for listening and come back next week when we'll review our movie, have a full episode, and uh, we'll see you then. Mm-hmm.